the future of radio. The future of radio. The future of radio is here on com. I'm really starting to think there's something going on, though. I mean, like with more what? and more things being left, it's it's almost like they're offerings or they're gifts or they're trying to tell me something, and I can't quite put all the pieces together. I don't know what all the pieces are yet, but there's something happening. But you think that they're leaving you offerings? I think that's weird. I don't know if it's offerings or I don't know what's going on, are or they they're presents? like warnings. I wouldn't call them necessarily presents. Mm. A couple of them are pretty cool, but other than that, like especially where one of them was placed, there's no way it accidentally got there. All right. Yeah, I have no idea what exactly you you're referencing, so I'm I'm curious to hear about yeah, this. Yeah, I've got to explain it. Hello, everyone. Yeah. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Stillen. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. We have a lot of stuff to get to today, but I do want to say this. The Portland Podcast Festival is taking place less than two weeks from today. Like, a lot less than two weeks mm-hmm. from today. Oh, shut up, Greg. I know. Stop it. I know. It's Des- not a lot less. It's like, oh, God. Yep. Uh, it's Des- like, uh, let's see, 30 days. That's 12 days. Oh, God. So it's 12 days from today. 12 days from today. So December 2nd at the Hawthorne Theater, the Portland Podcast Festival. We are so excited. Get your tickets at pdxpodfestival.com. I've seen a lot of people writing in about it, and that is so mu- that is so great. Yes, and thank you to everybody letting us know that they picked up their tickets. Um, big uh, shout-out to Wayne and Vanessa. Um Dimitri, just a, a bunch of people who have all written us in. I don't have the emails pulled up in front of me. But okay. Thank you for letting us know because, uh, like, knowing that you're going to be there makes us all the more excited about it. Absolutely. It and is going to be so stoked. much fun. Again, 13 podcasts, two bands, and, uh, and, and you get a free beer from Small Town Brewery when you show up. Plus, there's going to be all kinds of other stuff going on. It's just going to be a really, yeah, really, done, really like, fun time. A ton of um, preparation, but then also we don't really know what we're doing because nobody's ever thrown a podcast festival in Portland before. So we're kind of flying by the seat of our pants here. The most important thing is we need you there. Yeah. So join us. So come, Have and fun. Witness, come and witness the shit show. Oh, so, it's not going to be a shit show. It is. It's. It could be a glorious a, shit show. Shit it could show doesn't be. have to be. I mean, I can't say that 100%. No, and I'm saying shit show doesn't necessarily have to have a negative connotation. Like, it's just a lot of stuff going on. It's a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. It's going to be cool. So December 2nd, uh, join us for the Portland Podcast Festival. Pick up your tickets now. All right, so what I wanted to get into is I, I brought this up a little bit on previous episodes because, as you know, like, I own a house in Southeast Portland. Oh, yes, I have to say that. I have to say that. No, you don't. You don't have to. I do because there's a lot of people that are listening for the first time. We've, we've got a lot of newer listeners since the podcast festival stuff. So I feel like I have to explain it really quick. I own a house in Southeast Portland. Jesus, Greg, stop saying it, please. And it's in, it's in Southeast Portland. I own it. Honestly. There is a – I live in the converted attic, which is the upstairs, and I've got two roommates. So I've owned this house for a while. And there are – I have uh, neighbors that I directly share a fence with. They used to be the meth head neighbors. They were there for years and years and years. Uh, we had uh, many, many battles. That's the one where I could – I honestly could probably write a book just about all the experiences that I've had with those guys and what it's like living No, but as distance is happening, don't you think that you're forgetting about them a little? I've got years of podcasts to reference where I tell the stories on them. Okay. No, I mean I, I remember everything that went on with that. I mean it was – there were some things that were traumatic with it. I still think that I have my – I could end up, um, you know, writing my urban, uh, what is it, my urban guide or my guide field to urban, guide. Meth- my field guide to urban methods. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Living next door to them for that long, I think I could, uh, you know, I could, I could definitely give kind of a kind of a guideline of them, the different kinds and different ways they interact, and the alphas and the betas and all that stuff. But they moved on, and then now I have my Russian gangster neighbors, and there's something going on over at their house, but I'm not going to get into that one yet because I don't have full answers on that. But something's happening over there. I don't know what's going on, but they're sure cleaning things out. Are you sure something's happening over there, or you're just, like, staring at them and invading their personal space so you think that there's something happening? Mm-mm. No. I I'm, mean, because anyone can make uh, make it seem like something's happening if you're, like, paying too much attention to something. No, something's going on because there's, like, cleaning crews going in and out of there. And that makes me wonder what the hell is happening. There's cleaning crews, and there's something happening on the – because it's, like, split commercial and residential. So I don't know what's happening on the commercial side of it, but they're doing something. They're up to something over there. Probably – actually, they're probably doing something completely legal, but and I'm the one that's annoying them. But nonetheless – I'm trying to figure out what's happening. So like, I'll, what do I'll you think is happening? Do I don't know. I don't have an answer there? for it yet. I don't have an answer yet. I've got to. I've got to work out my theories. I've got to figure it out. I'll get to the bottom of it. 
and I will let you know. But they're up to something. And as as the self-appointed, you know, neighborhood watchdog that I don't really talk to anybody else about, I talk to no one about, I figure it's kind of my job to be, you know, just look out my windows and understand what's going on and make sure what's happening. Isn't the, that just all of next door? Uh, next door does that. I mean, a lot doesn't too. everyone just fancy themselves a watchdog? I well, on next door they do, but I don't really post on next door. I look on next door and I judge other people for posting, and then I just do it on my own and talk about it on the podcast. So that's completely different. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a hundred percent legit, you know, yes, on what totally I'm doing. Not passive aggressive. Not at all. And so anyway, I'm I'm trying to figure out uh, what's going on over there, and. As I'm, I'm looking over there, so there's that that's going on. But then there's the other one that's down the street, and this is the one that I've been more concerned with. And I'm trying to put two and two together, and I don't know if it's related or not, but I believe it could be. Mm-hmm. So here's what's happening. Um, we have you know, the, the next-door neighbor house that's across the street from me. It used to be a duplex, and they turned it into one single-unit house. And now they've built this two-story structure next to it. Like, it doesn't fit. It doesn't look right. No, it it's looks like they sandwiched really in. Yeah, yeah. This two story thing next to it, and I there's and it's always like totally different. Like I'm not really big on like I don't know a lot about architecture, but I can tell that they're two completely different styles of houses yeah. that are kind of jammed together, like two uh, Legos that don't quite fit together. Yeah, they don't fit. It mm-hmm. doesn't look good, but nonetheless, they're building this thing, and it's being sandwiched on there. And there's constantly different groups of people going in and out. They had the weird trailer that was parked out in front of my house for months, and um, and now on their on the other side, so they're building this thing, which I've got my theories. So I'll, I'll say here in a second, and then I'm trying to understand how I'm tied into it because clearly I am. On the other side, they've got this fence that's all knocked down. It's like they're they're building up one side, the other side's being becoming more and more kind of decrepit. So like it's overgrown, and there's this fence falling down, and now there's a toilet that's placed out right on the side of the road, and it's still there because who's going to take a toilet off the side of the road? I mean, people. Take I mean, would you off of the side of the road? No, I mean, but I'm not a. I'm not. You know, a homeowner that's trying to like piece together a bathroom. Huh. I mean, I think if the budget is strapped and there's a toilet that looks like it works, I'm sure somebody's going to take it. If you are interested in a free toilet, let me know. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Please don't send us an email about a toilet that Greg has. Down <laughs> hey, y'all yeah, heard you about the free toilet that y'all got over there? Um, yeah, you can. There's a free toilet over there. So it's, it's sitting there. I don't know how long it's going to be there because who. I just don't imagine anybody's going to take it, especially they put it on kind of a corner where nobody looks, only I can see it, like straight from my house. It's what I get to see every morning is a toilet on the side of the road. So I don't know if it's really going to go, but can I sell it? What, sell somebody else's street toilet? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess That is so. exactly what I'm asking. There's no, way, there's no better way to word that. Can I sell somebody else's street toilet? I mean, I'm sure that you could if it's out on the street. I mean, that is like basically someone giving up possession of said thing. Whenever I've left something, which I totally haven't because it's completely illegal in the city of Oregon, but see, or Portland. But if I did leave something out on the street, then I am, I am releasing all of my attachments to it, and therefore releasing it into the wild. Into the wild. So whoever picks it up, that's okay. Theirs. Okay. So maybe that could be something. Just all like right. our gold shelf in the green room. Uh huh. As soon as that person left it outside, like yes. they, re- yeah, that was not their property anymore. It was the world's property or, you know, until the person who it's going to go home with there are some, uh, takes a claim. Yeah, that's true. There are some obscene suggestions here in the uh, live chat at funemploymentradio.com slash live. Um, not ironically from a um, person who used to be my roommate who may or may not have pooped in my backyard is having a, a suggestion with it. I'll let you guys put two together as, as to who is, this is. Uh, so – Gosh, Greg. I can't prove I can't prove or disprove anything. So there's so there anyway, there's, the toilet is up there. That's just one part of it. But now more and more things have started to show up on my property. And this is what I want to bring in because I think my theory is that I think maybe they're building a compound over there. They've got some kind of a cult thing going. There's people coming in and out. The one guy I've what, talked so to now over with there. Like the death of Charles Manson, you think there's an opening in the well, I think it's shitbag, like it's not cult. just because of Charles Manson dying, because I've been thinking about this for a while because uh, the guy when I went over there to talk to him one time, I was just I was just knocking on the door because I was talking about some construction. I've talked about this before, how, you know, it was shaking both of our houses. I just want to see how he felt about it. And he wouldn't answer the door. He only talked to me through a little side window and wouldn't come to the door and talk to me. And. I feel like he – that's kind of like a, a thing where maybe I was a threat like over there. It's like, I don't want him to find out what's going on in here with my cult. And so since there's all these people coming in and out, groups of people at a time coming in and out of a space, they're building a giant extension where they could house 
I don't know, 10 to 15 more people if they wanted to, if they really wanted to pack it in there. And I think maybe that's what we have going here. I think maybe it's a cult. It's my theory. I think it's a safe theory that if your neighbor is building a weird extension, it's a good chance it's a cult. We do live in the Northwest. I mean, I'm sure that happens all the time. I mean, it's where all like cults and serial killers are born and bred. And cults and serial killers are, you know, back in in fashion. They run in the same circles a little bit. Right. And I mean, look at how many television series, how many movies are about cults or serial killers. That's so true. And how many like true crime podcasts and TV shows and everything. People are obsessed with true crime right now. It's all the rage. You know, and this Charles Manson thing is just going to add on to it. So I think... Yeah, I'm, a good I'm surprised chance. at how much. I mean, I guess maybe I, you know, I kind of missed that time because I wasn't born when he was like, you know, doing the murdering and had the cult and everything. Like that was, you know, like a decade before I was born. But I mean, I didn't realize how what a big deal like his death would be to so many people that I know. Yeah, like not that they're upset about it, but it just seems like really significant to a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, and, and for me, I never you know, followed it that much. I'm definitely well aware of who Charles Manson is. We all are. And, and what he did and the Manson girls and the Manson family. Because he never actually murdered anybody, right? He just convinced <sighs> other people to murder. I think that's up for Let's debate. Let's all learn together. Um, well, <laughs> this isn't going to be the podcast where people, but anybody knows going to be now. Like, I mean, we're not going to talk about this for a long time, but. Um, all right. Yeah. Why don't you check? I honestly don't remember. I thought he, I thought he had definitely murdered no, somebody. No, I think that he, con- I, I think he convinced other people to murder for him. I don't think that he did. I think he got like. Um, so he didn't actually do it? Yeah, he was a cult leader who formed what became known as the Manson family, a quasi-commune in California in the late 1960s. Manson's followers committed a series of nine murders at four locations in July and August of 1969. And like Sharon Tate and all that stuff. Yeah, and then she was pregnant, I remember. Uh, He was found guilty of first-degree murder and conspiracy to commit murder for the deaths of seven people, including Sharon Tate, all of which were carried out uh, by his instruction by members of the group. Okay. He was also convicted of first-degree murder for two of the other deaths. Okay, it's being said in the chat here, uh, Edward said... um, he has murdered, just not convicted of any of the people he actually murdered. Gotcha. So that that could make more sense. I don't, I don't know. Terrible person, clearly. Yeah. So, but obviously, this could be what I'm living next door to. That's what I'm worried about. So anyway, I've got the. I don't know if it's this bad. It uh, could be. It could be. I can't say it's not. So anyway, they're building this thing. It's being asked in the chat. Do they have permits for this work? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they do. I mean, I would assume maybe they do, but I, then again, I don't mm-hmm. have proof that they do. So they're building an extension. Here's the things that have been showing up on on my property. So it started a few weeks ago. There was a jacket. No big deal. There's a weird jacket that was showed up like on my property. Oh, yeah, that I weird black it. one. I think we talked about it. Yeah, we might have talked about we it. Did. Yeah, yeah yes. it had like a like yeah. patch or something on it. It was just strange. Yeah, and it sat there for like three or four days. And I didn't want to move it because I'm like, oh, maybe somebody will come get it. And then it just, and then it just disappeared. But fast forward to this. Over this last weekend, I've had two different things that have shown up, like, on my property. Not off the street, but, like, somebody went all the way up onto my property to put these things. Oh, that's unnerving. Yeah, that's, that's the part. It's like you – because I do have a sidewalk there. Sometimes it's a busy sidewalk. But this is – somebody came up onto my property and placed it there. And the first one was this cardboard box. And I got home and I saw this thing and I, I looked in it and it was full of a bunch of different books – that were placed onto my property. Like, like what kind of books? Like, like a Calvin and Hobbes book was in there, which is a strange one. I'm like, okay, I like Calvin and Hobbes. But then the other ones were just like these random authors. I don't really know now that I'm thinking about it. Perhaps there's a connection in there somewhere. Hmm. These strange authors and books. So it's just this box full of full of random books, yeah, that people just – that somebody placed up onto my Did property. Like they wanted them? me to like, find do, them. Were there any interesting ones in there? Um. No, I mean, I need to go back through and take a look, but most of them were authors that I didn't know. And that's why I'm saying I need to look through and see if there's a connection between all of these things. I didn't think about it at the time. I'm like, okay, somebody's just leaving their stuff here, but this seems weird that it's way up onto my property, not on my front porch, like onto my lawn, like somebody had Mm. been on my lawn and left it there. And now I'm wondering if there's a connection inside with these books. The other thing that's really strange, again, leading back to my theory that I've got a cult, because I think they're trying to tell me something, is... I found a very fancy dish, and I just saw this the other day, like a, a bowl dish, um, like a bowl, a very fancy bowl. I suppose that wouldn't be a dish, but a very fancy bowl. Like a serving dish or something? Like a serving bowl, like something you would place like at Thanksgiving dinner, you'd put the gravy in it or something like that. And this is, I found it. So I, on my property, I've got these like laurel woods, 
where to get back into them is a real pain in the ass. And that's where I found weird things before. I found the wallet back there. I found a crack pipe back there. Oh, yeah, the crack pipe. Yeah, the wallet with the crack pipe. I found um, stolen checkbooks before because people will dump their stuff in there and different things. And, and, and yeah, there's a lot of different things I've found back there. But this bowl, I was walking by and I saw it. I'm like, and there's no way I, I can't believe I've ever missed it before. So I think this is pretty new. So to get back into where this thing is, and it's kind of like a little borderline for me for my property because it's a real pain to get back in there. Like I can't even get back in there. And back in the middle behind all of these branches, these laurels, it's like I said, real hard. You'd have to crawl on your knees to get back in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe a child could do it. Even creepier. That is creepy. Did you think that you have like child-filled bushes? I don't know because placed back in there and I could see it from the road. holding like plates, placing them in your – yeah, oh. like probably four to five feet off of the sidewalk, at least. Maybe more than that. I'd have to measure it out. Placed back in the back of it is this bowl that's appeared out of nowhere, and it's perfectly placed, upright, sitting there, hmm. very clean, like somebody went back in there and placed this bowl there. That's weird. Like you couldn't – there's no way you could throw it from the side of the road. Because I was taking a look. I'm like, how does somebody just throw their trash here? Like, there's no way you could throw it. You couldn't get it through all those branches. There's You couldn't just throw it and have no. it happen to land perfectly upright in the, bar- the bar- in the very yeah. back where I could just see it from walking from the road. Okay. Well, that's really unnerving. That's what I'm saying. So, so that's what I want to know. Like, who put this thing back there? Why is it sitting there perfectly upright? Because it, you can't throw it back there. Like, people dump trash on my property. That happens. But this... Is like it's so purposely the, placed. Were the books in there. next to the bowl? No, they were separate from the bowl. The huh. books were on a different section of the property. Like people are leaving things, and I think maybe it's a sign. I mean, that's not a good sign if people are starting to abandon shit on your property. Yeah, I think that means maybe, that they're not respecting your property. Yeah, that means I, I don't know. Like they're getting bolder. Yeah, well, like the cult is thinking, like, hey, maybe we'll try to lure them in. They're sending me some kind of message, and I don't know what the message is. So that's. That's where I'm at. That's what's going on. I feel like there's there's more that's going to be uncovered, but it's a very cultish time of year, and that's what I think. I think my neighbors are cult leaders. Mm-hmm. All right. So they're either trying to invite me in. They might be trying to invite you. And I don't want to join somebody else's cult. Just not in, I'm not in it. You're only interested in a cult if you can run it. If I would run it. Okay. That would be the only way right. that I would be interested. That's the only thing that would really, yeah, help that, that I think that I could see. Of where I'd be interested in it. And even then, it what sounds like a like lot of work. What would you accomplish with your cult? I don't know. It sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, I mean, because like, it seems like when people have cults, they just want to accomplish a bunch of people like murdering themselves. Or... Well, no, I don't want anybody murdering. I'm not a, I'm not a murdering Yeah, murdering or like, uh, or like, you know, killing themselves. Yeah, no, I'm not interested in that. I mean, are there like good cults? Uh, I don't like, know. Is that something that exists? Like, is there a cult that just like, just kind of happens? I mean, because we had the- We're a good cult. The Smallville girl with her, like, sex cult. Well, yeah, that's still going on. Yeah. I mean, so that's not a good cult because no. she's, like, branding people and, like, you know- Yeah. Has all this blackmail material on them. So that doesn't sound like a happy yeah, cult. Yeah, read up on that if you need to. Um, if you haven't read up on that, it's it's crazy. Yeah. We had the Rajneeshis here. I remember them growing up. Like, I mean, I was really young when that happened. Do you know what that is, the Rajneeshis? No, I don't think so. So the Rajneeshis, the Rajneeshi was this guy from India. He was like a a guru, uh, cult leader guy. And he moved his whole cult to uh, Oregon, like just near the Dallas in central Oregon. There's there's lots of documentaries in case I'm getting anything slightly wrong here, but this really happened. I'm following along. You're actually, you're pretty spot on so far. Yeah. And so what they did is he was very wealthy and had all these other people. Antelope, Oregon. Thank you. Yeah, that was the name of the town. And they basically took over this town and built this whole giant elaborate complex. And the Rajneeshi was the leader. They were called the Rajneeshis. And maybe his name was something else. Bhagwan. Ah, thank you. Bhagwan Shir Rajneesh. So Rajneesh, Bhagwan Rajneesh was the leader. Rajneeshis is what they were called. And and this actually happened. This is true. This happened in the 80s. Yeah, 751 people. Yeah. And he was obsessed with rich things. I think it was Cadillacs. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe it was Cadillacs he was obsessed with. And so he had just this fleet of Cadillacs. And what they did is they started taking over the city council in this town because they just took over the voting block. And so they started taking over things. And as they were doing this, they wanted to take over more and more things. And they tried to bribe people. They tried to bribe senators. They tried to – and Rolls Royces. Rolls Royces. Thank mm-hmm. you. It wasn't Cadillacs. Rolls Royces. <laughs> yeah. And 
and again, you know, I was really young when this was happening, but we all knew the name Rajneeshi because people were starting to get scared of these people because they, they were scary. Like they were worshiping this guy mm-hmm. in the middle of central Oregon, which is not used to seeing an influx. I mean, 750 people in central Oregon at that time, that's a fucking metropolis, you know, in, in, yeah, so it in the seven, 80s. It was uh, responsible for the food poisoning of 751 individuals in the Dells, their deliberate contamination. That's what I was going to get to. Yeah, yeah. Tell me yeah, about it. Yeah. So that's that's what ended up happening. So they Ew. they took over the town. Community uh, food's always scary. And they that's... decided, yeah, to, to threaten, I believe it was people in the Dells. They they wanted to take over more things and somebody was trying to stop them and with uh, different laws. And so they, yeah, they poisoned, was it a sizzler? What was it? They, they said uh, 10 uh, salad bars at 10 local restaurants. They poisoned yeah. them with sal- salmonella. Yeah, yeah. And a whole bunch of people got really sick because they went around to all of them and spread salmonella over the salad bars. And that that was the start of the downfall. And I think he got extradited back to India or he escaped. And I, I'm, I don't remember entirely. If you want to go down that train, though, it is it is fascinating. I know what I'm going to be reading about all. The Oregonian <laughs> a few years ago put out a really in-depth – History of it, history of the Rajneeshis. I think it was on the anniversary of it, and uh, and I'm sure that's online that you can find. It's really, really fascinating. Um, yeah, what happened? And that happened, you know, very close to here, very close to where we're at. That, that is actually so happened. crazy. Yeah, I think I've heard the name before, but I never really knew exactly what it was. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what it is. That's the why for Rajneeshi bioterror attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And nobody died from that, but they did send 45 yeah. people to the hospital. They wanted to. They wanted yeah. to kill people. Oh, that's so creepy. Yeah. And that's so that what you're place. saying is that the new Rajneeshis might be living near you. I don't know about that. This guy. Why don't, why don't you have any normal neighbors? I don't know. It's a good question. Why, are they, all, in your why are they all messed up? Yeah. Why are all my neighbors weird? Well, I do I mean, have one my... normal neighbor. Is he, though? Yeah. <laughs> Comparatively, yeah, definitely. Well, comparatively more to a lot of people, I'm normal. So he's more normal than I am. Yeah, I mean, so he's he's pretty normal. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why it is. I just attract all of that. It's always been that way. I attract weirdos. Weird people are attracted to me. It just kind of goes on. I don't know. But anyway, um, so the the Rajneeshis. That's 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 what happened. Yeah, with that part. So that's what I th- I think. Maybe there's something going on. So they're leaving you tithings? Are they like are, are there strings attached to the things that they're leaving? And they're going to try and like drag you back over to their house? I think maybe they're testing the waters to find out what it is that I like, and then if they find out what I like, that's how they're going to lure me in. So they can see like what books you take out of the box. Yeah, like which one speaks to you? Like, oh, he's a Calvin and Hobbes kind of guy. I do like Calvin oh, and Hobbes. Is... I'm not going to lie. Yeah, <laughs> Calvin and Hobbes kind of kind of. They can it. like psycho. The rest and, of them, like, I can't even remember them. the names of the titles in it. So. Unless there's, like I said, a piece, something, you know, some kind of piece there. They really want to win me over? Drop off a brand new PS4 on my front front porch. Yeah, I'll consider their cult. That's how you join, get Greg to join your I'll cult. I'll consider it, yeah. For a PS4. Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, I will definitely, I would consider it for that. Um, whew, new laptop. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm, you might be able to buy my way into it. I Like, I'll go over for a meeting. Like, I would go over... If they gave me a brand new PS4, I would go over there for like a half hour meeting and sit down and listen to their, to their spiel. You know, I'd do that for about any spiel. You're well, making it sound spiel, like a timeshare. Yeah, you know, but they clearly they're going to want they me to move in. I do like the timeshare thing. Like, all right, you you have to listen to this pitch right. about the cult. It's going to be two hours. We're going to try and like press you into it a little uh-huh. bit. We're going to offer you some stuff. Yeah. But if you stay the whole time and decide to not be a part of the cult, uh-huh. you can still get like this. You know, you're this, still going to walk away with a coupon with a PlayStation Four. Yeah, if I'm going to walk away with a PlayStation Four, yeah, I'll sit there. I'll sit there for two hours, and listen to their spiel. Well, then they don't like, they'll they'll give you all like, their cult secrets. They wouldn't let you leave. They'll give me a tour of like the you know the little cult bin, where, wherever they're going to store people, you know, for all that stuff. Like probably bunk beds or something. I don't know. Whatever cult people do. Oh. And then uh, and then yeah, you know, they'll be like, so what do you think? And I'm like, well, I don't think it's for me. Um, but I appreciate your time. I'll take my PlayStation Four and just stay off my property. What is it about cults that are so fascinating? I think it's like know. a singular idea that just people are just manically follow lost people. Yeah. Lost people looking for something to – I mean, in all honesty, I think it's just they don't have some – I don't know, looking for answers, I guess, mm. which is a cliche answer in itself. But I think it's just people who are just lost. Yeah. 
you know, looking for some kind of guidance, like lost control in their lives or something, or don't feel like they have control. And so somebody else can give them all the answers right there. That's true. Cause just it probably say, feels hey, like they feel just give up control. You don't mm-hmm. need control. I'll handle all that like for they you. They have their special leader. It's like, all right, yeah. well, I'm chosen because of this person. Yeah. Uh, Vicky says, yeah, sense of belonging. Yeah. If you're alone, I think maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe there's, I'm sure there's been studies about what makes people more susceptible to it. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's, it is, it is kind of weird. You know, to think about it, because I have no really, idea. I'm not going to give up that much control to somebody like that. Fuck there's that. a disturbing horror movie that I watched recently, but I don't want to say what it is because you don't <laughs> quite know exactly like that it is a movie about a cult until yeah. you watch it. Do you remember that one? I think you watched that one. Um, wait, say, okay, I'm going to pause just so you okay, can say it Okay, I'm it really quick. Yes, 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 That yes. movie okay. was messy. And sorry, we, we, I don't want to spoil that I don't want to spoil it because it's not a, it's, it's a movie that you don't know is about a cult until it's about a cult. Yeah. So if you want to know, let me know, and I'll, I will definitely like let you know what movie it is. It was disturbing. Well, it's a surprise. It's so a it surprise. So it would spoil it It would totally to spoil it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yes. We'll recommend it in another capacity to where you can't put two and two together. Just not not with this because otherwise it will ruin the movie. Mm. Um yeah, it's being noted here in the in the live chat. And again, funemploymentradio.com slash live is where you can go to listen to this. Now, now I want to study more of this cult. Now I'm <laughs> well, kind now of I've obsessed myself with the cult thing. It. I know. I've gone through phases where I get really into like learning about the cults, like David Koresh and, and all that stuff. Um, well, yeah. right now I've been really into listening because like, – You know I, what David because, Koresh is, right? Yeah, I know who David okay, Koresh is. I don't know. I'm just checking. I mean, yeah, I'm just asking. I mean, David Koresh was – yeah, he was See, the Rajneeshis were huge here. So mm. I, I'm just wondering. Um Let's see. It's being asked to uh, – oh, where was that? Yeah, Kimmy was saying, yeah, the ability to brainwash people is fascinating. It's true. That is that is kind of a fascinating thing. I can see why you're obsessed with that though because it seems like something you've always wanted to do. I don't I don't no. want to brainwash people. I was dr- drinking coffee. That wasn't think- possible. No, I do not want to brainwash people. I think the closest – No, I'm fa- I am fascinated by these people that do that though. I think the closest that I've ever come to a cult leader is honestly our friend Rick Emerson because I've never yeah. seen anyone – he doesn't do it on purpose – He's right. never tried to like make an army of you know of followers. Oh, really? The Emerson army is not. A thing? <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Okay, <laughs> but no, seriously. Actually, he explicitly did that. Actually, he did have something called the Emerson army. But no, so Rick Emerson, who um, if you don't know who he is, he was a broadcaster here in Portland and uh, Salt Lake City, a bunch of places. Just one of the most talented, amazing human beings. Um, yeah, yeah. Just an, not a cult leader, not deceased. Not a cult leader, like not deceased. <laughs> He's just not in broadcasting. Still a anymore. great friend of ours. We yeah. still talk to him a lot. Um, but he just doesn't do broadcasting currently. And, um, and some, like, I think that's the closest that I'd ever come because I would yeah. listen to, he would be able to do it. He would be able, he to, would be able to do it in a second. He wanted. He'd be able to do it. In a second. Yeah. Cause I would talk, I would listen to Rick cause I was the producer on his show as the producer and co-host, but I would listen to him talk about things like Charles Manson and, you know, different cults and yeah. cults. And I mean, just the way he talked about, like people would write in creepy things like, oh, I would kill somebody for you, Rick. Like, oh just, my God. Oh yeah. Wow. I mean, it speaks to it because I mean, it's still like years later, I still get you know, messages about Rick all the time. I mean, he just had that kind of com- – like that presence that people want to be around and follow, uh-huh. you know? It was just – it was interesting. Yeah, because, he would be the closest. Yeah, because he wasn't like uh, – to me, he was just a good friend. I never saw him as like a, um, you know, like the leader of the army. Yeah. So it was – it's very interesting to see the, see the yeah. dichotomy. But yeah, I mean – That's he would true. Be an he would awesome be an awesome cult leader. Uh, well, I mean, he'd be terrified, mean, yeah, but he'd, he'd be, be successful. He'd be successful. Yes. yes. I think that's maybe the way to would say. Yeah, he, he would be successful. Like there were some of yeah. – And Double said his diehard fans were a, were a bit cuckoo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Okay. We'll but see. It's a, but, yeah, but that's the closest I think I've ever got because I could see it. Like mm-hmm. I could see like the, the love and the admiration in their faces. Like, Well, we'll there's follow. nothing wrong with all that. That doesn't, that doesn't cult me Absolutely not. Saying you're going to kill somebody for him. That is. I'm talking – but then part. I'm talking about the people with the crazy and there's like, I'd do anything for you, Rick. Yeah, that. No, that's what I'm getting to. Not the mm-hmm. fan. There's a difference between fans and, you know, when we have like our friend family with all of our listeners. Cause, yeah, which and, we love all of you. Which is awesome. Totally won't ask you to kill anybody for no, us. No, won't happen. Won't Unless we do. Happen. Send us an just email. If you, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, um, yeah that's weird, though. <laughs> that is that is strange. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is fascinating, though. I actually just got my new um, – I went to Audible 
com and get my new uh-huh. Anne Rule book. You went to FunEmploymentRadio.com and clicked Employment on the Audible that is, link? That is so funny that you asked that. I did go to FunEmploymentRadio.com, click on the Audible link, and oh. I just got uh, Anne Rule's The I-5 Killer. See, I think Which for, I'm excited to read about that one. I think for you, because and you are certainly not alone. This is what we've talked about is this newfound interest in serial killers and – you know, you have uh, – I'm sorry. What is the show on Netflix? I just watched it too. Mindhunter. Mindhunter, yeah. Mm-hmm. About the origins of learning about serial colors and all of that. Which, by the way, that show is – whoo, it's a good one. It is good. That has a really good season for that. It is good. It is not for the faint of heart. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. But with all of the – yeah, the murder podcasts and all of that stuff going on. See, I think my fascination with that kind of thing happened – Earlier, and I'm not as I don't do it as much anymore. But if you look at my book collection at my house, it's almost all books about dictators. I always found that fascinating. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether it's the the North Korean dynasty with the, those three, well, it was before this, so it's Kim Jong Il and Kim Il Sung, and learning about them and like Idi Amin and like l- learning about what went through these people's heads and like why they did some of the things and just kind of the fanaticism. In the way, it kind of goes with the cult thing, but they take over entire countries. Yeah. With it, and that that kind of fascinated me for a while, like just how fucked up somebody has to be to to go. So you're not this. focused so much on the on the bigger picture. You were focused on how the dictators became dictator dictators. Well, both of those things, mm-hmm. yeah. About That's how somebody weird. does that, because it's like you sit here thinking, like, how on earth could somebody ever let somebody take over and and be that kind of person? It's not that hard for them to do it. Yeah, the right things fall in place, it can easily happen. Yeah, Keelan's saying, I don't understand the fascination with serial killers. Yeah, I I know people who are very, very into just just everything serial killer all the time. Like, you know, yeah. you need to find everything. And I'm not so much fascinated as I was just, for me, it was the Anne Rule thing and her with the personal experience and, like, having, yeah. like, because it is interesting to try and For anybody who like, doesn't know, you need to explain the Anne Rule thing. Anne, Anne Rule is an author. I think she just passed away a few years ago. Uh, so she's an author, and she also was a true crime writer. And uh, one of her most infamous books was this one that I've talked about before called The Stranger Beside Me, where basically in the uh, late 70s, she was volunteering at a crisis hotline um, with Ted Bundy. Not knowing yeah. it. And so she was friends with her pal Ted. In the meantime, she was trying to help the police find this serial killer who had been terrorizing and murdering and torturing people. Unbeknownst to her, it was her good buddy Ted who uh, she worked with, you know, trying to help people going through crises, as they would call him the slide. So it's just – it's fascinating because it's her account of yeah. working, you know, with this person as a friend and trying to um, – hunt him and help the police find him all the while like giving like grisly details about what happened. It was just it's educational and and emotional and weird. Do you think I'd be interested in it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's to hear something to hear and she uh, for the audiobook, she reads it. Mm-hmm. So it's her telling her story with her voice, her words. You can hear the inflection and the way that she felt and like and it's also kind of um I know I've talked about this before, but it's also kind of interesting because I fell down the rabbit hole after I read it about how there are a lot of conspiracies about how Anne Rule knew the whole time that it was Ted Bundy. Oh, wow. But she wanted to write a book about it. So she just so – she just conti- Like it, there's very many conspiracy theories, huh. but it's super interesting. Wow. So I mean maybe not the whole time, but then it, there was a speculation that she – knew that it was him before she let the police know that she thought it was him. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, so it's very – it's sorted on sorted. The Ted Bundy stuff kind of hits home just because it's Northwest related too. But I mean he killed something. Like I said before, he killed a girl from the same dorm that I stayed in yeah. at Oregon State. Creepiest dorm ever. If, you've, if you ever go to Oregon State, if you're a younger person listening now and you're going to stay in a dorm, Sackett Hall, man, it's fucking creepy. It is creepy. Uh, but anyway, so – I don't know how we got on a lot of stuff. We're, we're talking about how it's weird how people are obsessed with uh, serial killers and all that. And now and we've then, just done an entire show like, talking about whop. it. I know. Uh, yeah. I think for me, the, the dictator stuff I always found fascinating, not not to get into this too much. I'm sorry if this is like boring or if this isn't interesting, but I, just reading those things, there was always like the same recipe for all those people on what they do. And not, not to get into the political side of it. This is just what I've read from all these different ones. You suppress the press. You suppress the educators. You uh, create an enemy that for the downtrodden. Like nobody. And then you create an enemy for the downtrodden. And then you rally them to your side. And then you start banning everything. And that's banning all of your rivals. And then you create a dictator. That's how you do it. You just funnel it all down. That sounds completely unfamiliar yeah, to the I mean, climate of our just, world. The right recipe now. is not a secret. It's not. It's not like a secret. All right. Thing. Let's now. This is game. Let's let's change it up yeah. a little. Yeah. I think we should. Okay. Let's do some world. All of right. Crazy. I'm I'm ready for that. Okay. Oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Join my cult. 
Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. All right, let's start with a happy, a happy story. Happy. That was weird. Happy. What was that? I don't know. You're like overcompensating because I think you feel I was trying to make it up. No, I can tell. This is exactly what you do because you feel like you went too dark. So now you're like trying to like Mm -hmm. over the top it be like, look, Mm -hmm. everything's fine. I'm totally joyful. Not broken at all. I'm so happy right now. All right. Well, there is an Australian swimsuit company that is now offering that you can purchase for the low price of $60 to $100. Custom swimsuits with your pet's face on it. Yeah. And why would I want a swimsuit with my pet's face on it? You get like um, you know, like swim trunks with butters on them. That'd be kind of cute. Wouldn't that be kind of weird though? Because aren't you, if you're swimming in Australia, aren't there a bunch of sharks? Why would you want like an animal's face looking down? Well, I mean, I don't think that. I think they're think based in Australia, gonna... but you don't have to like swim with sharks with your like dog I don't underwear. I want to swim with a shark. Okay. Well, this Australian-based company, uh, founded by an Olympic water polo player. Uh, they ended up starting their company via Kickstarter before launching the products online. So all you have to do is upload a photo of your pet in this company named Pet Flare. We'll scale it to fit various design options for men and women. So you can get trunks, you can get a Speedo, uh, ladies can get like bikinis, one pieces, whatever you like. So you can do dogs, cats, rabbits, all animals. Are accepted. It's funny. I have one person in my mind for this, and who, who would who would actually Amanda buy this? Pants? Yeah, and already Keelan wrote the exact same thing in yep. the live <laughs> yeah. For Amanda, she would definitely do it. <laughs> that is the target audience. So, if you would like to get a swimsuit with your pet or any animal that you choose on it, um, pet for so you can get a swimsuit. They also offer towels <laughs> or tote weird. bags. It's kind of weird. Okay, so while it seems like the idea is a little silly, there are for a good cause, though, because 25% of the profits they donate to a company called Pound Paws, which is a charity that helps find abandoned pets' new homes. Oh, well, that's cool. I know! So if you'd like to do that, look up Pet Flare. Pet Flare. Pet Flare. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that I went to, like, I try to go very far away from the shitty yeah. In World of Crazy, unless it, you know, it's literally somebody shitting themselves or something. Mm-hmm. So I try to keep it happy. I didn't realize how jaunty my first two stories well. were. So there you go. We need it from serial killers to pet bathing suits to naming automobiles. A British town that had asked the public to name its new salt-spreading vehicles for the winter have now announced the results of what they will be called. So they're like the, you know, the gravel machine thing. Oh, okay. Salters. The road uh, Salty McSalt face? No, one of them's David Plowy. <laughs> That's pretty good. All right, I like David Plowy. Okay, so this is in Donister Coun- England's Donister Council. <laughs> so there's David Plowy. <laughs> David then, Plowy's awesome. And then they also named the other one, it's a bright yellow one, the Gritsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Anti-Slip Machini. That's all right. Like the, you know David Plowy, yeah, yeah, Itsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Polka Dot Yeah, Greg, good job. I know David Plowy is David Plowy's that's pretty amazing. So they uh, so the Don Doncaster Council in England allowed um, a Twitter poll to give the public access to naming the gritter vehicles. So I guess they're called gritters. There, okay, uh, which plow snow and spread salt on icy roads. So um, <laughs> they were able to compor- compile a short list, which David Plowy and Gritsy Bitsy Teeny Weeny Yellow Anti Slip Machine were the ones that won. Um, they beat out the other suggestions, including Spready Mercury, <laughs> Grit Van Dyke, Walter the Salter. Walter the Salter is pretty good. That is good. And Gritney Houston. Walter the Salter sounds like a serial killer name, but okay, yeah. And oh, what, was the, what was the last one? And Gritney Houston. Gritney Houston. <laughs> so they. Uh, I don't know. It's weird, but I do kind of like it. So the Gritters join a fleet of other Gritters that have already been named that include, of course, Mr. Plow, uh, the Sub Zero Hero. Um, Brad Grit, Usain Salt, and Britney Spears. Britney Spears, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the deputy mayor, Glyn Jones, says uh, that we are so excited to have so many people who wanted to be involved in our Gritter naming competition, and the suggestions are brilliant. We look forward to Usain Salt, David Plowy, and the rest of the game keeping our roads safe this winter. David Plowy, that is, that is genius. Greg, I've got a conspiracy theory that's yes. coming up next. Oh! Despite evidence, air quotes, evidence to the contrary, conspiracy theorists have claimed for years that man has not walked on the moon. Oh, God. And that the moon landings were fake. And the Earth is flat. 
Oh, you don't know. I think that you can believe that people haven't walked on the moon and not think that you're you don't you're not a flat earther. Kind of along the same lines, but okay. The moon thing has just never really been proven. (laughs) Well, the theory that man has not walked on the moon and the landings were fake has surfaced again. Jesus, it'll never go away. Thanks to a new picture posted to the YouTubes that alleges the last moon landing, the one from Apollo 17, was staged. So a lot of these these moon landing uh, theorists... They think that one of them, that man has actually been to the moon mm-hmm. one time. Okay. However. They think the other ones were the faked. The other ones were faked. They were on sound stages. So the video, which shows a picture that was allegedly taken in December 1972, is called Reflection in a Visor. Now, the person who posted it, using the username StreetCap1, claims that there is Oh, well, a re- already I believe this. StreetCap1 found know. it. Uh, claims that there is a reflection of a stagehand. In the helmet of one of the astronauts. At 21 seconds into the video, Street Cap 1 points out what this person believes is someone not wearing a spacesuit <laughs> on the moon. You found it, Street Cap 1. Street Cap 1 said, I thought it looked a bit strange, so I took a picture of it using my software. He added that it appears to be a figure of a human not wearing a spacesuit in the early, circa, circa early 70s. Well, Street yes. Cap One. They went through all of this effort to fake the moon landing, and they forgot about Joe standing in the, the background. Standing oh, what? Like, I was Ugh. looking for craft services. Joe, goddamn it, get out um, of the shop! I'm sorry. Can we listen? We're trying to fake to the wise words of wisdom from Street Cap One. For billions of people that will require endless years of effort to suppress and keep it a secret. But yeah, Ted, grip number two. Ruin the entire thing. Street Grip 1 goes on to say he believes the object in the astronaut's helmet looks like a man with long hair. You can see some of it, sort of. It looks like a man, <laughs> long hair, wearing oh, some sort of waistcoat type thing and a shadow. so dumb. Well, comments appear split on the video, with many saying the object being pointed out is, is indeed an astronaut wearing a spacesuit. However, a majority seemed to side with Street Cap 1. Uh-huh. With one commenter writing, Oh my goodness! Congratulations, Street Cap One, making world news. <laughs> I've solved the mystery. Well, Apollo Street Seventeen. Cap One will go down in history as <laughs> Apollo Seventeen was the final mission of NASA's Apollo program and was launched uh, on December seventh, nineteen seventy-two. They spent two weeks in space returning to Earth on December 19th, 1972. Apollo 17 is notable for a number of reasons, including A, being fake, and B, being the last time mankind has ever gone past, past Earth's low orbit. It was the first mission without a test pilot. It holds the record for the longest moon landing, longest moon walks. And the longest time spent in lunar orbit. As somebody Chris said, a moon landing conspiracy would require millions of people to keep the secret. Yes, mm-hmm. probably would. Just like the people millions that are making sure we don't float off the face of the Earth, because all of those, you know, those guards along the Arctic borders of our flat. Oh yes, planet. we're a flat planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. All conspiracy theories have continued to pop up since man first walked on the moon when Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin became the first men to ever set foot on the lunar surface. Or did they? God, these people give me a headache. All right, and finally, I have one more story. And this is about a young lady that you might remember to be called the Mad Pooper. Oh, the one from Colorado? Mm-hmm. Yeah, who was running around up and down the road and then nobody could figure out. She was just leaving her feces everywhere. Yeah. All right, so there's something going on with this. So the female jogger, uh, jogger dubbed the Mad Pooper, who was reportedly caught multiple times on camera defecating in a Colorado, Spring, Colorado Springs family's yard, also I believe in a Walgreens parking lot, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, I yes. believe so. Yeah, Walgreens, um, yeah, parking lot, sidewalk. Sidewalk, a yard. Yard, It was the yeah. yard of the Bud mm-hmm. family, yes. Yep. But the big thing here is, so this has been eight weeks since this made a worldwide splash. That's the way they worded it. That's really gross. Worldwide plot. Um, Greg, that's enough. That's enough. And then it's a mystery because she has never been seed, seen or heard from again. Nobody knows really? where she is. Conspiracy theory. Did it actually happen? Did it actually happen? Or was this the Bud family? 
Oh, boy. All right. So they haven't. So this area of town that they're in, let me tell you this. It's very small. Everyone, like, seems to know each other, but nobody has been able to identify the culprit. And now people don't know what's going on. So the Bud family, oh, which first shit. reported the jogger and dubbed her. As big as the moon landing conspiracy. Said in September that the woman had been running through their neighborhood near Briargate Parkway and okay. Union Boulevard, if All you're right. uh, near Colorado Springs, for nearly two months, leaving behind piles of feces at least once a week. So finally fed up, they had reported the acts to the Colorado uh, Springs police, who opened a criminal investigation and sought to identify her. Even Charmin, remember Charmin toilet paper? They Uh jumped in, offering a year's supply of toilet paper. She turned herself in. Then, nothing. She's gone. She's just gone. No one has stepped forward. No suspects have been named. And no arrests have been named. So they won't elaborate on what's going on, except for that the investigation is still active. But they don't have any suspects. Yeah, there's definitely a cover-up. I've talked about this before. There is a cover-up. Cover um, either it's a, somebody in the police force. I mean, it could be somebody like a mayor's, mayor's wife or his cousin or something. It could be. Or <sighs> there's someone. Well, there's and, definitely a lot going on here. Well, now the- I think a full investigation is necessary. Now the worm is turning on the Bud family because it's being said that the, now people are speculating, like, did they make it up for attention? But but then Kathy Bud. Then who's the runner? The matriarch. Who's the runner in she's it? She's like, why would I be making up that somebody's pooping in my yard? It just seems like it's a big conspiracy. Why would you, Kathy? Let's find out about I that. I don't know. Well, um, dig into Kathy's Then there past. was the person, too, that went on to the YouTube number and said that he was the representative of the mad pooper. Yeah. That her name was Shirley. And uh, she was embarrassed. But then those YouTube videos disappeared. Nobody knows what happened. He called her Shirley and said that she had recently suffered a traumatic brain injury as a side effect of gender reassignment surgery. Yeah, that's very oddly specific. Also, that doesn't make... I'm not a surgeon, but I don't understand how those two equate. A brain injury and gender reassignment surgery? I don't see how those two are... It just seems like it kind of picked out out two medical things. Yeah, like, like, oh, yeah. All right, well, last month, uh, the neighborhood was canvassed again, but none of the residents who answered the doors reported any other pooping incidents. Oh, oh. so they didn't, the ones that answered the door. So they weren't able to look at everybody's faces because not everybody answered the doors. All right, but I do have to say, the thought that's plaguing everybody's minds, the thought on everybody's minds in Colorado Springs and the world, what has happened to the mad pooper? Why are these conspiracy, like moon landing conspiracists, like why aren't they getting involved in this? I don't know. This has more ramifications re- on our daily life. We need to life. redirect them. We need to redirect them. Because if somebody can get away with this, you know, what else can they get away the with? Portland this was Pooper a test. Did. The Portland Pooper did. Exactly. All there was peop- a clear picture of his face, and he was never found. All of these people are defecating on our streets in front of us, and yet they're getting away with it. Like, who's doing something about it? Who's standing up to them? We need a vigilante. We need somebody to put an end to this. Okay. Or at least solve the mystery. Bring these people to justice. All right, well, there you have it. Conspiracy theories abound. It's your world crazy. Hmm. Boy, I really wish if somebody wants to start a GoFundMe to fly me to Colorado and investigate this, I'm like, I would be, I would not be opposed to it. I could spend a week combing over everything, talking to everyone, getting to the bottom of it. Maybe lie detector tests would be involved. Like, there'd be a lot of stuff. Um, I could just picture you standing on the corner of that neighborhood. Like where you know where it was last the suspect was last seen, like pulling up a lawn chair and just kind of sitting there waiting for someone to come. Well, I'd have by. to set up cameras. Yeah, I need a lot of cameras. I'd say at least twenty okay. to place all around mm-hmm. the neighborhoods and various areas where she visited before. Extensive <gasps> interviews. Um, That's interesting too. Eddie says tests, uh, access ch- to the police department records. Okay, can you stop talking? Um, Eddie says in the chat, like about the Charmin thing. How do you know what a year's worth of um, toilet paper? What the supply is. That's a really good question. Oh, boy. You have to estimate it, I guess. I yeah, because if she has roommates. Well, no, I'm sure it's just a personal supply. Okay. Yeah, I doubt it's supplying everybody. Yeah, maybe you should start small as it's being recommended by Courtney because we do have one like right here in our hometown. You don't need to fly to Colorado Springs. Find the one that's here. I feel like there's more evidence, though, over there than there is here. Because right now, I mean, it's kind of at a dead end until I, if I really wanted to get into interviewing everybody. Because somebody did... Did get a picture. 
Mm-hmm. No, there's. I would think about it, but it's so close to my face. backyard. I don't even know if I want to get involved in it. I'd rather go to solve somebody else's problem first and then step it up to the Portland okay. pooper. There's more evidence for this one. Okay. I feel like more people are involved in covering it up. Also, it does seem like a conspiracy. Yeah. So we'll have to get to the bottom of that. All right. What do you want to do? Right, I'll work on that. Um, there's not much really in ball talk. I, I would almost say that we skip it for today. Okay. Yeah. Good because I didn't. Uh, I wasn't able to get you a new music bed yet. So okay. I want to find one for you this afternoon. All right. So Once we'll again, one. send us an email at radio gmail.com if you are a musician who has some music beds that we may be interested. Yes, in please. Using. I'm not married to my new one either. So let's. Yeah. Whatever you think. You're not married to it. Um, why did you make that sound weird? I don't know because it made me think of something from like Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I don't know why. Uh, okay. You love it so much, why don't you marry it? All right, so... Greg, that's enough. We need to do something else, mm-hmm. though. Because the Portland Podcast Festival, as we said, is coming up on December 2nd. And we've got a number of fine sponsors, including Small Town Brewery. We've got the Toco Vape Pens from Sweet Cannabis and Jane PDX. Voodoo Donuts is sponsoring this. But we have a brand new sponsor that we need to announce today. And we are very excited to bring on board for the Portland Podcast Festival. One of our sponsors, pdxpodfestival.com, is now going to be Guardian Games. Yay! Guardian yeah. Games, as uh, Angel of Guardian Games just wrote us, I was like, tell me how you would want us to say this. She said, Guardian Games, Portland's grandest game store. We've got games, geekery, and beer. Yay, what more do you want? Angel. What more do you want? So Guardian Games, now a sponsor of the Portland Podcast Festival, 345 Southeast Taylor Street, Portland, Oregon, obviously 97214, GG portland.com it is a wonderful store it is a ton of fun and uh, i've i've spent many times there and drinking beer and playing games and it Me is too. awesome so guardian games we are so happy to bring them on board as a sponsor of the pdx pod festival Yay. portland's first podcast festival oh my god taking place december 2nd less than two weeks away so by your tickets like basically so there's like this weekend and then it's next week and then it's the, the festival oh my god yep. and i'm like leaving for bremerton so like it's like i just go to bremerton and then come back and then it's time oh my god yeah. Not panicking. Totally not panicking. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. It's going to be good. It's going to happen. So pdxpodfestival.com. Go there and take a look at the lineup. We have so many amazing podcasts that are on it. A lot of them you can hear right here on the Fun Employment Radio Network, like Portland at the Movies, of which we have their brand new episode since they're part of our network. You get to hear it first if you're a live subscriber. $6.99 a month. The first week is free. And I want to welcome uh, both Trudy and Edmund, new sponsors to the or new uh, subscribers to the Fun Employment Radio awesome. Network. Awesome. Hi, everybody. And so you get to hear it first. And so Portland at the Movies, which their episode, I want to pull up Todd description just so I make sure I get it right because uh, it's it's a good one what they do is they find different movies that were filmed around the Portland area and a lot of them you've never heard of and they find them watch them they created a map at portlandatthemovies.com where you can take a look at where all these Which is like an movies were filmed it's really cool it's really cool so uh, you just sent over the new episode it's called uh, The Devil's Keep and uh, I've seen that. his words it legit has an elderly mute albino female Nazi as one of the main villains I'm just going to leave it at that. This movie has that. The main the, the movie description, a dying Nazi war criminal gives a treasure map to his teenage neighbor. The boy goes after the gold and finds himself the target of a Nazi manhunt. And this was filmed around Portland, apparently. Oh, boy. So they watched it and they talk about it. And uh, that is what we're going to play here right after this uh, episode of Fun Employment Radio. If you're on the live stream, you get to that hear it here awesome. first a day early. Right here. So stay tuned for that. And uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We really do appreciate it. Like I said, pick up your tickets, pdxpodfestival.com. Come join us. Hang out with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we're really, really looking forward to it. Um, we're so excited. We are. We are. Yeah, it's it's kind of a blur. I want to apologize if I have been slow in returning some emails. It's because we've been so slammed with this. that We have been. We're trying to balance it, a lot of things up in the air right now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I apologize if I've been a little bit slow on that. Me too. We will do a better job. We sure will. But come on out to the Bob Facts yeah. Podcast Festival. All right, thanks so much, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Fun Employment Radio. Dot com. Bye, friends. Bye. Bye.